0: being a real estate agent this excites me talking about what people should buy and uh we really should follow our own advice when doing this so we're going to talk about today what we buy stay tuned bring leader So listen up
1: what do real estate agents buy mm. um it's interesting isn't it do we take our own advice
0: They're practice what do we practice what we preach
1: I reckon we we do we do I don't know about the industry I hear Tom panels talking a lot about um mm-hmm real estate agents and you know what what they actually do with their money um do they practice what they preach but this morning we're actually going to be talking about what we do with our money and what properties we've bought along the along the way along the through the years
0: what makes us tick yeah and um you know you know there are people in the, in the industry that is, that are selling property passionate about property don't own property, which I think is unusual.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? You know, as an accountant, you want to make sure that um, the accountant takes their own advice. As a doctor, you want to make sure the doctor takes their own advice. And as a real estate agent, you want to make sure your real estate agent actually does take their own advice. Um, and you know, look, there's no doubt we are extremely, as in Mark and I are extremely passionate about property. I've always had a love affair with property ever since I was a very, very young girl. And I remember saying to my dad, I must've been about, um, probably about 16 or 17 years of age. And I said to my dad, I've got this great idea. I want to buy studio apartments in Potts Point. I don't know why I had a fascination with Potts Point at the time, very trendy area. Um, And I said to my dad, I want to buy these studio apartments in Potts Point and I want to convert them into one bedroom apartments. And at the time they were cheap as chips. I mean, Potts Point Just um, on the cusp of King's Cross, my dad was like, what would you want to buy property there for? And, of course, that became an absolutely thriving suburb. And had I have done that, I think I would have been um, probably able to retire maybe at the age of about 21. Um, But, you know, it it would have been a phenomenal idea. Imagine owning lots of those little apartments in in that vicinity. Um, But definitely always had a love affair with property, as of you, Mark, haven't you?
0: Look, I think it's been um, it's been a long road with property investment, and, and you know, like we're thirty 30 years deep now into real estate um, personally. And you know, when you sit opposite clients and they're asking you for advice, it's really, really. And I thought we thought this would be a good show because it just you know tells pretty much telling people what we've done and do um, from experience. Because we do we are voyeurs a little bit, so we get to watch. What the greats do, uh, we get to watch what the not so greats do with their with their money when it comes to property and who's ex, ex, like extremely successful with it. Um, I got a good Greek client that I was sitting with for three hours uh, the other day, and um, he, he's he's an a awesome bloke and uh, wealth and wealth of knowledge. So you know. Running, I often like these people to run my, run my stuff past and see what they think if we're on the right track. So this, this episode's good for that.
1: Um, you know, but I have to say there's one thing that we've always done with property and that's always been um, in some respects taken some risks and in other respects always pushed the boundaries um, usually, but it's funny because there's never been a particular prototype that we've always bought along the way. I know there's certain people that go, Oh, we just buy apartments in this area, we only buy a property in that vicinity. Um, that's never been the case. We don't really have a cookie cutter style property, do we, that we've purchased along the way. Yeah. Um, it's really very it has really, really varied. And what's been quite interesting to watch is the properties that we thought that were going to be big performers um, have actually sometimes been the most disappointing. Um, we're having a bit of a laugh because when I was 24, I had saved and saved and saved.
0: Six, six years ago.
1: How many? six Six. i thought you said 66 lucky mark um but you know this love affair with property has gone on for a very very long time and um when i was yeah much younger i had just saved really really hard and my dad at the time my parents have also always had a love affair with property my dad unfortunately passed away 15 years ago but he was an extremely smart man extremely smart man and he was so good with things like property And, um, you know, he had said to me at the time, all right, when I got to a certain stage of savings, I will match you dollar for dollar for every property, for every every dollar that, that you save, I'll pop in a dollar. So I ended up saving, at the time it would have been about I think I had about $50,000, which was a lot of money. I was 24 years of age. And I was looking to buy, I could have bought a semi at the time. And I was, look, cause I'm born and bred Eastern suburbs. I was looking around Bondi. That was still somewhat expensive. So I started pushing out to Leichhardt. And I remember my dad saying, sounds like a great idea. Go and stand um, at the property for an hour. And I was like, well, I go stand at the property? I couldn't understand it until an aeroplane flew straight over my head. And I was like, oh, maybe this is not a great place. I don't know if I would personally live here. Um, so it didn't buy in Leichhardt. But this apartment came up and it was a deceased estate and it was in a very, very affluent area of the eastern suburbs. And um, anyway, long story short, ended up buying that apartment, beautiful two bedroom apartment company title and had pretty significant harbour views, you can just see it there, still got the property and um, you know it's funny because when I talk to people about that was the first property I bought in this amazing area, two bedrooms, about 110 metres squared, phenomenal harbour views, people are like wow, Um, I've got to say, out of any of the properties that we've ever bought, it's probably been the worst investment of all. The worst investment of all. So, in terms of capital appreciation, it's done really, really nicely. In terms of rental return, it's been absolutely horrendous
0: um i've got to say probably my golden rule from that example and what people forget about is people have a very short-term investment view so there's two there's two additions you've got to do with your with your capital growth so compounding is massive so you what happens is when, when i say compounding it's not just the interest on the initial purchase the percentage growth on the initial purchase. It's the percentage growth on the new value each time that percentage growth goes up every year. That's yep. called compounding. And what people actually forget is that when you have a 5% interest rate, when you have a 5% rental return, and when you have a 10% capital growth, that's a compounding growth per annum. And what most people do is they chase the rental return and they go, oh my God, that's getting yeah. Six or seven percent, and they just completely blindside. Don't factor in. Don't think about the capital growth compounding percentage. Correct. So my number one lesson today on stuff that we've bought, we've always looked at what's the rent percentage return, and what's the estimated capital growth percentage return in the future, and then you just watch that compound. So time is very important. How long? Not timing. Time in the property. If you're owning it for ten. 20 or 30 a huge, is, that's the value proposition because yeah. that's when you're truly getting that compounding factor.
1: That's a huge consideration. And most people with an apartment like this one, like the the one that I bought when I was 20, I think it was 23 actually, most people would have gone after about five years of owning that and I almost did, would have said, this is just, I'm out, you know, I'm, I'm selling it. And I did live in that property actually for, for seven years. Um, but the rental return has been absolutely horrendous, but there was another. There's been another layer on top of that, and that's been the absolutely
0: exorbitant oh. special levies. I mean, it's really, been, it would. It's, it, it, been it's been a very costly property to own.
1: It really, really has. The special own. levies have been astronomical. Now, why? Because it is a company title block. That used to be a big problem. It's not as big a problem these days. The banks used to be a bit funny about lending on company title. Um, Back then, they're a little bit more lenient now. But, you know, there was just so many things that needed to be done to this very old block, 1970s block. Um, A whole lot of people that were owner-occupiers that wanted to keep it well-maintained, which is amazing. But the special levies have been astronomical. And it's been non-stop. Really, for probably the last, I'd have to say, ten years, Mark, on the property.
0: So we've talked about one property in ten minutes. Yep, we've got to we've got a blast through every, all other recommendations. Okay, of what we would buy.
1: let's do let's do one property every thirty seconds.
0: Go. So you've got to um, not concrete
1: cancer, Luke. No.
0: Yeah, concrete cancer is a big one. Yeah, no,
1: no, watching. no, but concrete not not fire, in that.
0: Block. Fire upgrades and concrete cancer are, yep. are, are huge ones in these blocks. Um, we're not we're not opposed to strata. We actually probably enjoy strata more than we do enjoy Torrance title. What I mean by that, Torrance title is the house. So a lot of people will poo poo having um, not buying house. I'm a big fan of a one bedroom or a two bedroom or a three bedroom. Don't care yep
1: um other things that we love to buy so um we purchased in narrowina a house that no one wanted to buy um we picked it up after the auction full disclosure obviously and um we popped a granny flat on the back of it it was about a 700 meter squared corner block love 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 corner blocks Mm And um, we obviously get the return from the house and then the return from the granny flat as well. The granny flat, incidentally, was very, very easy to build. Uh, it took about seven days to get the approval and it took about 12 weeks to build. And at the time, it cost about $250,000. dollars It's probably gone up a little bit now. But the returns on those things are phenomenal.
0: Little Strata office, uh, we liked uh, this particular little strata office because it was on a block of... 1,100 metres squared, a double block in the centre of DY. And there was only nine offices in there. So we were like, you know what, the rent's not that good, but the logic of a developer coming along down the track and saying, I want to buy the whole building is pretty good. That was another, like, it was only a few, hundred, it was only about 280,000. Yeah. So yep. that it made sense.
1: Um, we bought a little one bedder in fresh water and um, we, the strata on it wasn't great. Um, We couldn't understand any rhyme or reason about it, except the numbers were just so good. It seemed like good value. Um, The rent's okay on it, but over time, a one-bedroom apartment in Freshie obviously has done exactly what Mark was talking about. It's compounded, Um, so great suburb, good stock in an old block. And uh, you know that it's always going to get rented. So that kind of thing is just, you literally can just buy something like that, go to sleep and not have to worry too much, knowing that it's always going to be rented and it's always going to just pay itself off.
0: And guys, this is a live show. Any questions you want to ask us about property purchasing that we've done, ask. Um Right now, you can just whack it in there. We'll answer it. Um, another another thing as well is we've always been very we've always made when when we've been comfortable we've always made ourselves very uncomfortable. So each time we've ever purchased something, there's been it's never been like oh this is money let's just spend it. It's really it's grit it's push it's stress every single time. So I think don't think to yourself that when you are in that you know pushing yourself to buy a property that. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing that it's most often the way with everyone that people you know you, you've funding's hard finding it's hard you know paying it over the years strata levies is hard but it's very worthwhile yeah
1: and i and i have to say we've never gotten too hung up now guys this is just us and our our advice for what we do for ourselves yeah. um what you want to take from this is totally up to you but we've never gotten too hung up on things like strata reports, we really have never overthought too much about the vast majority of properties that we have purchased over the years. Um, And so, you know, that little one better in freshwater that I was just talking about, um, there was also, we also purchased a two bedroom apartment in freshwater as well. And uh, we ended up getting one of our guys who was working for us at the time to go through the property, FaceTime us through um, and just say, You know, is it good? Does it look good? Well, in fact, I don't even think we've even really read strata reports, Mark, for properties that we've purchased. (coughs) Excuse me. We don't overly get, you know, hung up on that kind of stuff.
0: It's Um, all about the compounding. It's all about renting it out consistently. It's all about um, holding it consistently and getting that compounding growth from that. Uh, I also think, Funding, funding, super, super important. So again, it's always going to be pushing yourself that way. Um, other things, other things we've bought over time is um, uh, uh, the other, new,
1: new. Yeah, I was just going to say off the. I plan. like,
0: I like new. Yep. Uh, um, uh, and, and it's a big problem out there. People are very, very scared about the whole. Well, especially
1: industry. at the moment. Look at all the stuff that's coming out. In they're the new totally
0: who. freaked out. Yeah. So I don't mind buying new with a long lead time. And here's the kick up: you're putting ten percent down. You're paying nothing for if you're getting it. If you're getting a long build, which is like normally a larger build, they're not. On, by the time you buy it in stage one right at the beginning. Yeah. It's often three years before it actually gets finished yeah. and delivered. So there's often a big chunk of cash there for you in capital growth in that three years because people were scared. So at the moment, not only are you getting three years capital growth when you buy new if it's a bigger project, but you're also getting people the the poo poo in the market that's out there and off the plant has pushed prices down for these for these places. I agree. So I agree. It's actually really clever. now
1: there's a lot of stuff that is getting that gets built, continues to get built, particularly on the northern beaches, where it's a one bedroom, so it's a one bedroom apartment and then it's got this funny little room with no windows. I know you and Cleo were talking about it on yesterday's show. Yeah. We refer to it yes. as a guest room. Yes. The industry refers to it as a study. Now, they're usually about, um, probably some of the larger ones that I've seen, so it's a room without a window. So you've got your bedroom with a window, then you've got this additional room. Um, uh, Usually they're about 2.4 times 2.4. Sometimes you can get a three by three metre room. Now, can you put a bed in there and can you actually have someone sleep in there? Why not? Can, can, you, put stop, a, yeah. can you put a cotton there? Why not? So I love those. We, we have purchased those in the past, one bedroom plus the guest room. And on the rental market, it really rents like a two bedroom apartment. So you've purchased it as a one bedroom apartment and on the rental market, it's a two bedroom apartment. They are little gold mines. They are absolute little gold mines. You're going to get a great rental return from that, and usually they're going to cover the vast majority of your costs. So love, love, love those. The other thing that I personally love is the 1970s builds. I've just got this absolute, uh, I, I'm you know affection to um, the red brick blocks. I love them. I think they're bulletproof. Um, They, you know, they ordinarily stand the test of time. They're those red brick apartments that we see tons of um, all over Sydney, but particularly on the Northern beaches. And, um, but the only thing with a lot of those older blocks that you've got to be mindful of is the um, council regulations. So the fire upgrades that will need to be done over over time um, when council puts an order on it. And also a lot of them need the balcony upgrades because the balcony railings are very low. So you just need to you need to factor that in as well. But usually you'll pick them up much cheaper. And a
0: big thing I'm passionate about is buying in areas where there's not a lot of stock dropped into the area. Um, so I think sometimes areas of Sydney are having a plethora of land releases or a plethora of unit releases. I get worried when you have suburbs where there's no units, then there's 2,000, then there's 4,000 units, 8,000. 16,000, yeah. 32,000, over, Supply 10, year, versus demand. over a 10 year period, that's damaging to the value of the property. So I think if you can buy in areas where there's limited stock available of whatever you're buying, super important. So some of the train line suburbs have been slammed with stock. Yeah. And that's stunted their capital growth. I think very important. Really key topic before we go today, Luke's asked about- about Land tax. Um, Land tax, just yeah, using his comment here. With land tax, Um. What's very interesting is for every $1 million of house in land tax payments, you can have $4 million of units in land tax payments if you're buying in bigger blocks. So why that's important is you could, once you go over the land tax threshold, um, the government will knock on your door every year and say, Give me some money, please. Um, now, if you're in the pattern of buying houses, you're going to be four times more exposed to paying land tax. These people are cutting checks, big checks. I was sitting with a landlord that has a block of ten, twenty in Manly yesterday. Uh, we they're getting a land tax bill of a hundred and four, hundred and sixty nine thousand a year. Oh. Right. So they're getting oh, three thousand a week of their rents is going towards the government to land tax. So keep an eye on land tax and units sometimes perform um, that and reason.
1: Exactly for that reason, we don't buy a lot of um houses because of that. That is yeah, it's you know, look that that one in Narrowena that I was talking about earlier where we bought that the, the um little house and then popped the granny flat on the back. That, that actually gets a really, really good rental return. But ordinarily, for us personally, like that's sort of why we steer clear of that kind of stuff. Um, I think, you know, for us, we're always doing the opposite to what everyone is doing. That's just how we run life. Yep. Um. We, we really do. And I, I, I don't know why. We just don't like to follow what the vast majority of people are doing. So when everyone's buying, that's usually when we won't. When no one's buying, that's usually when we will. When
0: everyone thinks we'll zag. Yeah.
1: And I can't tell you how many times we've actually purchased property at the end of the year, Christmas, New Year yeah. period, when yeah. everyone's sort of gone to sleep and we're like, I wonder what properties have been sitting around for a little while. Let's have a look. Dab, dab,
0: um, dab, well, real estate we will actually give yeah. you the oldest properties on the market. If you, we search from oldest to newest. If you rank it. Not newest ones, to oldest. The ones that have been sitting on the market the longest. Yeah. Not bad sometimes. Not bad. There's
1: nothing wrong with them. Yeah. Absolutely nothing wrong with them. So, um, you know, but my dad always used to say, Lisa, if the bank will give you money, take it. Take it. Go spend it. So, um, you know, and that's, that, that is the absolute truth. And it can be somewhat frustrating. What are you doing, Mark? I it can it, doing that. it can be somewhat frustrating um, when, uh, you know, we're dealing with buyers all day, every day, and, and, you know, the buyer procrastinates over property and then we literally see it in front of our eyes that they've missed out on purchasing just phenomenal property. Um, most property is incredible most property if you buy it and you hold it you're going to make money on that's it it's that complicated it's that simple
0: luke's like a mind reader this is a really clever guy guys if you've talked to this buyer's agent luke brownie very 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 clever as we're making lots of comments today luke this is probably the best thing that i could have said today and you've said it um it's actually a financing game it really, yeah. really is. If you look at your outgoings, if you look at your ingoings, if you look at your job, you know, funding, funding the whole thing, it's always been like that um, yeah. for us. Like it's always been about, you know, shuffling paper around the table, um, and it just works. So I think what the big thing I've learned, you know, I've got to tell people out out of today, is a friend of mine said to me. Um, I was on his boat, and he was one of the top 100 companies in Australia, Uh, sorry, wealthiest men in Australia, and I said, can you give me a piece of advice? Um, And he said, um, after I sold my company, what I saw these were big numbers, but they relate to any person, he said, after I paid back my brother, my sister, my loan, my tax, um he said what was left was embarrassing he said but what people forgot is the person that I sold that I sold the business to I remained landlord for and he had warehouses which were the size of four foot four, fit, four football fields each and he had about nine of them so he said to me where I really built my wealth it was a property game everyone will remember me when i am gone from the business that I that I built and sold but he said, between you and me, it was all about the properties uh, along the way. So may I encourage you? Know, I had this comment. i always have this conversation yeah. with with internal staff. May I encourage everyone that irrelevant to your wage or your business, it is always your 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 true, um, uh, uh um, uh, you know, how do I say not not I want it. Building or, or, or sort of freedom is going to be that property. So that's going to be, yeah. you know, don't spend it along the way. Don't save it all. You know, so when you're 89, you've got lots of property and you're on, and you, that's all you've got. You need those memories. But definitely, um, it's what Luke said, it's definitely a finance game. Whack it into property.
1: And, you know, buy and hold buy and hold. Where we see people go wrong with property is when they're trying to play it like they do the stock market. Um, you know, you've got to buy and hold. Buy and hold. That's the key.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. We're out of here. Hopefully some good advice there for you guys. Oh
0: my God, I could talk all day about
1: <laughs> I let Mark. Sp- I let Mark speak today.
0: <laughs> see you guys. Have a great day. See,
1: ya. see ya.